Welcome, ladies. <clears throat> ooh, ooh, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pipe Bomb Show. Woo! It's your host, John Pipe Bomb. I want to welcome all of you to the results show of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. Night one and night two. I know the prediction show. I didn't have a chance. It's a lot of traveling. I wanted to get to Tampa, record another one for night two. Uh, but for the most part, TakeOver went as as I thought it would have. My predictions, even for night two, even though I didn't, I didn't say what my predictions were. They were all right there on the money, except for like one match. So um, did pretty good. It all seemed predictable, but that's not always a bad thing. If 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 a uh, if a show is predictable, as long as it delivers. I know cliche, corny, you know, because it's called stand and deliver. But these guys did deliver. There's no doubt about that. So let's just get started. Night one, uh, the pre-show, we had Zoe Stark and um, Tony Storm. I did not get a chance to see this match. Um, but Zoe Stark came, o- came out with the win. Like I said, she seems to be the new face in the women's division. I knew she would get the win. I still have not seen her wrestle, but I knew she would get the win just because it looks like she is the new face they're building up right now. Pete Dunne versus Kushida. I heard this was a good match. I was still packing. I was still getting things ready, preparing, and stuff like that. So, once again, I did not see this match. I do need to go back and see this. But I figured Pete Dunne would get the win. Kushida, at his height, was about a takeover to a go where he had his first singles match against the Velveteen Dream at TakeOver. Then the next TakeOver, he was facing Johnny Gargano. I thought if someone would take the title, it would be Kushida. Kushida seems to be the new face coming up in the division. It seems like it would be him. But you still have Pete Dunne here. Pete Dunne is one of the best. So I knew Pete Dunne was going to come out with the victory here. Um, just got to find a way to bring Kushida up. But I knew Pete Dunne just had to do it. Pete Dunne is still... He's top tier. If he's not the, the S... You know, they have, they have the ranks S, A, B, C, D, F. Uh, he's an A. He's up there. He is a top player. Do not forget that. So he needed to keep that. You know, he just lost to uh, Finn Balor for the NXT title. He needed a win to keep him up there, to stay relevant, to stay in that, uh, in the title picture, really. He could he could run it back and, and face for the title again if he wanted to. Next match, the six-man uh, gauntlet eliminator. 
So I didn't know how this match was going to go. I thought it was going to be a gauntlet match. I thought six men would start off. I did not know it was going to be like a an elimination kind of Royal Rumble a bit. Because a gauntlet match, once you beat the opponent, they leave. This was... Okay, two or three minutes goes, and then the next person comes, and then the next person, and then the next person, and you can only leave by getting eliminated. So I didn't understand how it was going to go, but still, right on the money, Bronson Reed, great showing. I knew he was going to take it. People have been calling it this guy. He's on his way up. I said it was either between him or Dexter Loomis. Um, I still don't know if Dexter Loomis ever got that shot against uh, Johnny Gargano. But I figured it would be Bronson. Double German suplexes. There we go. Suplexes to uh, uh, Leon Ruff and, um, and Swerve Scott. Uh, LA Knight eliminated fairly early. I think he was the second person eliminated. You had, uh, no, he was the third. Dexter Loomis was the second one. Then, uh, then LA Knight. Uh, Cameron Grimes was, uh, fourth eliminated. And then it was stuck between Isaiah Swerve Scott and uh, Bronson Reed. This was this was a good match. This was a, a a fun kind of like crash crash course demolition derby. Once once more people got into the match, it was more chaos. So that's what I liked about it. Uh, but once it came down to Bronson Reed and and Swerve Scott, I knew Bronson was going to take it. He's he's the baby face gonna face heel Gargano on night two. I knew that was gonna happen, so that was fun. Whew. This match. This match. Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. They were telling a story That Walter has the most dangerous hands in the game. You know, when they say, you know, boxers or or MMA fighters, they have to have their hands licensed because they're lethal weapons. That's what they did in this match with Walter. Walter, at one point, he puts Tommaso Ciampa up on... Uh, he he leans him against the announce table, and he goes for one big chop, and he cracks the top part of the announce table, splits it in half. I wish they didn't zoom in, cause he chops it, and I just thought, holy shit, he just chopped that shit in half. But then when they zoomed in, it looked like a perfectly cut, you know, cut in betweens. I was like, oh no. If they didn't zoom in, I would have just thought he chopped it legitimately. 
Like it wasn't like already about to break or anything. Um, I knew Walter would win, but there were a couple of times where Tommaso Ciampa surprised me, the fi- hitting the fairy tale ending. I I didn't think then. I thought when he had Walter on the top rope. He Tommaso Ciampa was on the middle rope, and he had Walter on his back, like the Irish curse um, that Sheamus uses. Once he held him, I got scared because I was like, I hope Champa can hold him. I hope he doesn't slip. I, don't, I hope he doesn't let go of him. I hope he holds him. I hope he can hold because Walter is a big guy. I hope he can hold the weight. And he did. Surprisingly, he did. And he drops Walter. And they got me there. I was like, this is a big move. This could finish Walter. Walter kicks out. A lot of chops from Walter. And then at one point, he hits him with a power... uh, He hits Ciampa with a powerbomb. Rolls him over. Hits him with a second powerbomb. Then throws all of his weight. On top of Champa, Champa still kicks out. Match ends with uh, Walter hitting Champa with a German suplex. Champa gets right back up, and Walter, the entire match, his hand was being worked on. Champa was stomping on it. He was using it on the ropes. He was attacking this hand. At times when Walter was... Uh, um. Uh, doing the Boston Crab, he couldn't use that hand. He only could he only could hook the one leg, a single leg Boston Crab, because the other hand was so hurt. So after that German suplex, Champa gets up. Walter goes right to him and chops him with that hand, the most dangerous hand. And gets the one, two, three. Never seen that before. It's like when you see someone win with their signature move. If you saw John Cena win with the five knuckle shuffle, you'd be surprised. If you saw... Roman Reigns win with the Superman punch. You'd be surprised. Walter won with the chop. Not a splash off the top. Not even with those double power bombs, Which I thought would end it. I thought this is over. He's throwing his whole body weight. That's two straight power bombs. This is where the match ends. Nope. So, good on Walter. Uh... I don't see, spoiler on NXT UK, he retains the title against, I think his name was Ram, Rampage Brown or something like that, wins. So, Walter's still the champ. He's going to keep that title for a while. I don't see anyone coming up now that, that could beat him. Shit, maybe Pete Dunne could could go back and face him and take that title back. Next match, MSK, Grizzle Young Vets, 
and Legado del Fantasma. Triple threat for the vacant NXT tag titles. This was a good match. This was a very good match. It had so many different elements to it that I don't even know where to start. All right, let's start with MSK. There was a part where Wesley, he it was just his show for a solid two, three minutes. This man was doing everything. He flying all over the place, hitting everyone with moves after moves after moves. I was like, this is a good, you know what? Not even, it was a straight minute or two of him hitting everybody with everything. I even I even went on Twitter and said, this is the Wesley show right now. He is, of, of the two, he's my favorite so far. There's just something about him that sets him apart. He's my favorite of the two. But Wesley was going nuts. Um, Grizzle Young Vet. There was a point where Grizzle Young Vets and MSK were in the ring. And you would think these guys hate each other. You would think these guys were, were rivals for months. They only faced each other one time before in the, in the Dusty Cup Finals. You would think these guys were rivals the way they looked at each other. They had taken out uh, um, uh, Legado del Fantasma. And they looked at each other. They slowly got back into the ring. And they beat the hell out of each other. Favorite part, favorite part of the match is I believe I believe it was Zach Gibson had Wesley in a in a submission. And I thought this was it. He's tapped. He, he, he has him a, a submission. Wesley's about to tap. His partner, uh, uh, Nash Carter, comes in to try to save him. But, but uh, um, the other Grizzle Young vet, he holds him. So now the, you, got, you have MSK fingertips apart. They're both about to eat. Wesley's about to tap. And Nash is like, don't tap, don't tap. Whatever you do, don't tap. And, and Wesley's like, but I need to... And this brought me all the way back to NXT TakeOver, I want to say two. I want to say two. DIY. uh, uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Where... DIY versus the revival. You have, I I believe, shit, I don't even remember their old name. <laughs> I'm about to say the Cash Wheeler or Dax Harwood. Uh, but basically, Scott Dawson, Scott Dawson, and uh, forgot his other name. Anyway, one of the members of the revival had, I I believe Gargano. In a heel hook. 
and he's about to tap. And he's and and the fans are like, no, don't do it. And Tommaso Ciampa comes in to try to save his partner, but the other member holds him back. And Gargano, he's 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 holding out, he's holding out, he's he's not trying to do it, and he taps out. And the revival kept their titles. That's what this reminded me of. Once once they basically reenacted that scene, I thought the Grizzled Young Vets are winning. Nash Carter, I mean, uh, uh, Wesley is about to tap out right now. But we have another team in the mix. Legato, Del Fantasma comes in. They break it up. They hit their move. They hit a couple moves, actually. And I thought... Perfect. Everyone's focusing on MSK. Everyone's focused on the Grizzle Young Vets. This is the sleeper team, the X Factor. These guys are going to wind up stealing this one. But they didn't. What I, th- I believe it was Wesley who was legal. He winds up kicking out. And these guys don't know what to do. It ends with them uh, hitting their... Uh, MSK hitting their finisher move. Um, uh, Nash Carter holds him up like if he's going for a spine buster. And Wesley flip-flop jumps off. The, <laughs> starts at the bottom, jumps to the top. Top rope. Springboards and knocks him down for like a spinning brain buster. Blockbuster, actually. And one, two, three. MSK, that was a good match. That was a fun match. You literally go from a hard-hitting match like Walter and Ciampa to just a fun fucking everybody flying around, these young guys going, going crazy. Good match. Good match. And new champs. New tag champs. And now our main event of night one, Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai. I think it was the first three, four minutes of this match. Dakota Kai goes, gets close to Io, is about to do something to Io, or holds her leg or something like that. Referee, get to the back. Kicks her out, bans her from ringside. Um, and I like that. I didn't think uh, Dakota Kai was coming out anyway. I thought this was good. I said, we want to break, not break up the team, but we want to break Raquel apart from the team aspect. She should be coming out alone. Just like, you know what? I got this. But she came out with Dakota Kai. Luckily, Dakota Kai got herself removed early on. I think that was good. You want to establish Raquel as a new force, the new independent star. It would have, it wouldn't have sucked. It would have been worse though if you would have had a very good match out of these two, and then Dakota Kai does something at the end to interfere. Better she does it now 
gets herself out the way, and then let Raquel establish herself as a single star. Let her fight her own fight. I like that. Um, crazy moment in the match. Um, Io Shirai jumping off the skull and the entrance of of the uh, of the entrance. <laughs> Uh, they were fighting up the ramp. Next, knocks down uh, Raquel. When Raquel gets up, she's like, "Where the hell is Eo?" Turns around, the big skull is there. Eo's on top of it, jumps right off. I liked it. Only thing I didn't like was the camera angle pointing down from from the uh, skull. It's a great shot, but it just. It's just one of those things where it's like, of course she was going to jump off. That's why we had the camera placed there, guys. I mean, it is a cool shot. You see, you know, actually how high she jumped from. I wish they took that out. That was just it. Just don't show that so that it could just be like she did it. On her own. She just wanted to do something crazy. But it's like, ah, it was premeditated. Of course it was. It's wrestling. Uh, drops uh, Raquel in the ring. Um, EO hits her with her moonsault. Over the moon salt. And Raquel kicks out. And what I didn't know was the commentator said... This is the first time anyone has ever kicked out of the moonsault from EO. And I thought, well, then Raquel's winning. No doubt about that. Um, but then Raquel, I believe she knocked down EO, got a two count, and then started saying, she just started talking trash, and I said, Oh, that's the downfall of almost every heel. You talk trash to the baby face, and then you get caught. But she didn't. She picks up EO for a giant powerbomb chokeslam and got the one, two, three. Raquel Gonzalez is your new NXT Women's Champion. Like I would have thought, it's time for EO to move on. Time for her to get called up or something. Time for a heel women's champion again. I had no problem with that. Now, we head to night two. Night two, the pre-show, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick take on Breezango. Didn't see or care for this match. I didn't even know there was a future tag title match at stake. But there was, and Killian Dane and Drake Maverick won. No problem with that. Uh, either team could have could have won. It, it wouldn't have matter, mattered. MSK is going to face whoever the first team would have been and win because they're the new champs. There's no reason why they should lose their first outing. But here's how it's here's how the night really started on night two. Santo Escobar. Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. 
in a ladder match for the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship. This match was fucking great. Fucking great. From Santos's entrance to just everything. Trying to remember because it's a couple days ago. Two days ago. Um, what what were the highlights? I remember Jordan Devlin hitting this great moonsault. Went to the tippy top of the ladder and hit a moonsault beautifully on Santos. These guys at first they looked like it looked like it was gonna be clunky. They looked like there was miscommunication straight off of strikes. The way they were hitting each other and pausing for the first couple seconds, I was just like, oh, don't tell me these guys aren't going to have the chemistry. Don't tell me these guys aren't going to be, you know, in sync. But that went all the way. These two were hitting each other hard. Bunch of different moves. Match ends. Um, Devlin's climbing up to the top. Santos meets him up there, and hits him with a headbutt that drops Devlin from the top, drops back, and lands and crashes through a ladder. I watched the slow motion and said, I hope to God he's fine. The way his neck hit the ladder and then it slumped over, I was like, I hope this guy is fine. What a fucking bump to take. But I knew Santos was going to win. We have 205 Live here. We have Cruiserweights here. You'll have more competition for Santos to face. Santos to even go through. Beat. So, that was the right call, having him win. Uh, at one point, um, his team did come out. They just dropped Devlin uh, off the ladder, threw him out the ring, and then Santos said, no, 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 I got this. Uh, ends with Santos. He's there. His team's there, and his son is there, and... His son is wearing his mask, and uh, his son's holding one title belt. He's holding the other one. Great shot. Makes you forget that they're heels. You would look at that shot and go, wow, what a great way to end that match. But part of you is like, we still don't like you. You're fucking bad. (laughs) You're still a heel, but. Great shot to end that with. Uh, Ember Moon, Shati Blackheart versus The Way, uh, Candice LeRae, and uh, Indy Hartwell. Very basic match. Nothing crazy here. Ends with uh, Ember Moon hitting the double eclipse. Uh, And Shati Blackheart coming off the top rope with her uh, senton for the one, two, three. They keep the titles. Knew they would. Like I said, they they just got these titles. 
I don't see them losing anytime soon. One thing that was concerning was either before or after, I think it was before the match when they were talking about it. They said, well, there's not that many tag teams. And I said, oh, no. Please do not have a main roster problem where the main roster barely has any tag teams for the women's titles or any credible tag teams. But what I think they meant is, besides the Dusty Cup that they just had, we haven't seen any tag teams like that. The Way has been the first tag team to step up and challenge. That's what I hope they mean. I hope they have a few tag teams. I, I believe they do. You have Shotzi and uh, Ember Moon. You have The Way. You have the Robertson brand. Um, you could put teams together. Let's not act like you just can't throw a couple people together and see how they mesh. Um, I was just thinking of a team, and I completely forgot. You could put Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Have have them one more time go for the tag titles. You could have them do that. Anyway, uh, Johnny Gargano... Versus Bronson Reed for the NXT North American title. Gargano came out with the wind. And I did not see that coming. I figured if Bronson Reed was winning night one, he would win night two. It would show that it meant something to compete on the first night for your opportunity on the second night. That he would win but that wasn't in the cards. Johnny Gargano working over the midsection, the ribs for Bronson, threw him into the to the announce table on his ribs, just kept attacking there. Uh, would fake a super kick to the head, and when Bronson would cover his face, he would kick him in the stomach or kick him in the ribs. But it took two... Uh, Draping DDTs where he springboards and DDTs the person. He took two of them to get the win. Uh, it was a good match. It was a it was a fun it was a fun match. Usually it's the smaller guy overcoming the big big guy. What this was was the smaller veteran taking on a bigger. Not rookie, you know, a bigger, less experienced guy. If you if you comparing Bronson Reed to, to Johnny Gargano, and then Gargano had more tricks up his sleeve, being the veteran, being the smaller guy, and now for the NXT title, not. The main event. NXT title Finn Balor defends against Karrion Cross. This was a good match. This was a very good match. These two hit each other with everything. At the beginning, you know, Finn Balor would hit Karrion. Karrion would smile and laugh. Then Karrion would hit Finn Balor 
Finn would smile and laugh. These two just went at it. They hit each other hard and with everything. Ending of the match, Finn Balor goes the coup de gras. Hits it. One. I it was very close to losing another prediction. I was like, maybe Finn Balor may listen, ever since Karrion Cross came back, it was just a it was just a foregone conclusion. You knew he would be challenging for the NXT title just to get it back. You knew he was gonna win it back. But the way this match was happening, you had a little bit of doubt. Finn was looking good. Finn was on his A game. Finn did not give a shit what you thought. Hit the coup de gras. It looked like it was over. Carrying Cross kicks out. At one point, Carrying Cross gets on top of Finn Balor's back while he's laying down. And almost like an old Rusev and Lana combination where Lana would look at Rusev and just go, Rusev, crush. And Rusev would just go, stomp on, stomp on the back and put them in the accolade and they would, be, and they would tap out, game over. That's kind of what we got here. Scarlet leans in. She says something. I don't even know. I, I kind of thought she was speaking a different language. I think she was. Because I couldn't make out what she was saying. But she was saying something to Carrion. And it ticked him off. Where he just started pounding on top of Finn Balor's head. Hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. All of a sudden, Finn Balor's blocking and he drops his arms. And I thought, oh no, not a ref stoppage. Don't tell me they're going to end the match like that. But they didn't. Karrion Cross brings him up. Or no, he waits for Finn Balor to get up. Gets him with that clothesline or the, the elbow or whatever to the back of Finn Balor's head. One, two, three. Karrion Cross is your new... Two-time NXT champion. In terms of two-time champion, the first, I believe, was Samoa Joe. Then Nakamura. Then Finn Balor. I think Karrion Koros is number four. So he he's joining some impressive company. And what's funny is, even before the match, it shows interviews. Samoa Joe talking to, to you know, different opponents, different, different people backstage or whatever, doing interviews. He gets to Finn Balor. And you almost forget this. And looking back now, I think Triple H would have took this back. But Samoa Joe says, you have an impressive 
takeover record. You are 14 and 1. Samoa Joe was the only man to put that one there. Listen, looking back, they didn't know Finn Balor would come back. They didn't know they would send them to the main roster and they wouldn't do anything with this guy or wouldn't know how to use this guy. They had no idea that, wait, there's a possibility Finn Balor would go to the main roster. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do with him. And he would come back to NXT? I bet you if you told that to Triple H in a heartbeat, he would have said, You know what? You're not going to lose to Samoa Joe. You know what? We'll uh, we'll keep you undefeated at TakeOver. I could probably name, if I was to really think about it, I could probably name all the TakeOvers that Finn Balor won. It's 14 of them. Fuck it. Let's do it. He won his first one. With him and Hideo Tommy versus um, uh, what, what was it? The Ascension. Then him versus Tyler Breeze for um, for a number one contender shot spot. Him versus Kevin Owens in Brooklyn. Him versus Samoa Joe in London. Then I think he loses it. Does he lose it? And then when he fights Samoa Joe at another takeover, he loses that one. He comes back. He fights Damian Priest. He fights Johnny Gargano. He fought Dragov. He fought... Damn, there's a couple in between here. (laughs) Did he fight Pete Dunne? Okay, maybe I can't name all of them. All right, forget that then. I will have to look it up one day. But Samoa Joe goes, you are almost unblemished. I'm pretty sure the story, the story would have been better if Finn Balor was just unbeaten. That would have been the story. It would have been, Karrion Cross, you're good. You're really good, but I'm a different animal. At takeovers, I am unbeaten, undefeated in takeovers. That would have been the story to tell. Still a very good match. Carrying across, but now it's who's next? Well, let's get to the main event Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, an unsanctioned match. These two guys did every fucking thing. At one point, I looked at the time and said, okay, 20 minutes before 10 o'clock, I believe. I think 15, 20 minutes before 10 o'clock. And I'm just like, well, lately, I what was it? The last, well, yeah, night one ended like around 10 o'clock, 10 something, 10.05 or something like that, 10.10. So I'm looking and I'm just like, 
They're going to end this match at 10 o'clock. Okay, not bad. I'm ready for that. What I wasn't ready for is I had traveled. Uh, It took me a while to get to my hotel. And I was tired. So I watched this match, but I was dozing off. And with good reason. So I'm not the only one because there have been people online complaining that this match went way too long. This was a 40-minute match. Listen, I have been, I was at TakeOver New York, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. They went about 30, 40 minutes. But I was in the building. It's so much different when you have an arena full of people. Even if you're watching, if you're watching it, there's an arena full of people. If you're in the building, there's an arena full of people. There are people cheering. There are people booing. There are people chanting. There's something that, even if you were dozing off, once you hear the crowd, you'd fucking get up. You'd wake up. You'd snap out of it. You'd catch a second wind. Unfortunately, that's not what we have. I You put this match in front of a an arena full of people, you get, you would get a, an excellent match, a excellent match. I think this is a very, very good match. A smidge, smidge below excellent. Trust me, trust me. And it just has to do with the crowd. It just has to do with the crowd. I feel like the crowd was out of it. But but trust me, these two did an amazing job. A very good job. These two hit each other with a lot of shit. These two did a lot of crazy shit. So I was tired (laughs) and I was dozing in and out. But I swear, I don't think I missed anything. The parts I dozed off, I I, I can name all the big spots that happened. That's the thing. That's the weird thing. I can name all the spots. (laughs) And And then if I was to tell everyone, hey, look, this is what happened in the match. Okay, now you tell me what I missed. They'd say, uh, nothing. You probably missed the transition into those spots. But I saw most of the big spots that happened. You got Adam Cole hitting a brain buster on Kyle O'Reilly on, on top of the steel steps. I saw the entrances. Their new music. Adam Cole got the better music. And I'm upset because I was like, wait, so no one's using the undis- no one's gonna use the undisputed era music anymore? No, no. But Adam Cole got the better music, I feel. 
But Kyle O'Reilly's is just growing on me. At the very start of this song, I was just like, oh, great. I'm not going to like this one. Then it started growing on me. And then when he won and they played his music, I was like, okay, starting to like it now. But Adam Cole has the better music, I feel. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I got to hear it again. But Kyle O'Reilly, I'm starting to like now. So we have um, uh, Adam Cole once again hitting Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly on top of the steel steps with a brain buster. We had um, a chain use. We had um, Kyle O'Reilly, I think, putting a guillotine on Adam Cole. And Adam Cole slamming. They both slammed their bodies into the entranceway, broke through the entrance ramp. Like, like in a normal crowd, people would have lost their minds. I would have heard, holy shit, like, like from 10,000, 15,000 people. Maybe that's even too little. Maybe there's more that, that are in the arena. Then, uh, Adam Cole winds up knocking out the referee. He was going to hit a concerto, break Kylo Riley's neck. Knocks down the referee. I think he hits the last shot on Kyle O'Reilly. And then there's no referee. So he's (laughs) slapping around the referee. Hey, get up. What the hell are you doing? You sleeping on the job here? Um, They hit each other with low blows at one point. Um, Adam Cole. Oh, he uses the... The chain to pull Kyle O'Reilly black, black. He pulls him back to hit a backstabber on him. That was cool. Match ends. Um, uh, Adam Cole just slumped over a chair that's it's not folded close. It's open, but it's upside down. So the legs are pointing up. So he slumped over that. Kyle O'Reilly is on the top rope. He has the chain with him. He wraps it around his, his knee. And drops the knee right on Adam Cole's neck. Flips him over. One, two, three. Kyle O'Reilly wins the unsanctioned match. And the main event of TakeOver. I call this. We know who Adam Cole is. We know what Adam Cole is about. Kyle O'Reilly needed this. Remember, his first time in the spotlight was against Finn Balor for the for the NXT title. He lost that. He got a second shot. He lost that. You got Karrion Cross, the new NXT champion. He's going to need challengers. He's going to need contenders. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly has proven that he is main event. He beat the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. He shows that, you know what? I am a singles. I can be a single star, a superstar on my own. What's funny is um, when Adam Cole was doing the interviews, he said, you know, 
Shows I don't need Kyle O'Reilly. Um, shows I don't need Roderick Strong. Didn't say anything about Bobby Fish. He said, and I kicked them out of the Undisputed Era. So does that mean the Undisputed Era exists? Does that mean eventually Adam Cole will form the group again with new members? Does that mean Bobby Fish, if Bobby Fish comes back, what's he going to do? Is he going to be in a tag team or is he going to be on his own? It's a lot of questions. But once again, another excellent, excellent takeover. Maybe if that main event was not 40 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, it would have been just as good. Maybe even better. But now, now the question is, what's Mania going to do? What is WrestleMania going to do? WrestleMania is coming up. Let's see if they, if they can deliver. NXT always delivers. Also, I wonder, looking at the winners and the losers, wonder if anyone's getting called up. Raw after Mania could bring surprises. The Friday night after Mania could bring surprises. Wonder if we get a a new NXT person, a new call up, one or two people. Io Shirai. She could be done with NXT. Tony Storm. I don't see any reason to keep her in NXT. You can move her up to the main roster. You have, I'd be surprised if Finn Balor moved up. You could move Adam Cole, but people have been wanting that forever. Tommaso Ciampa does not want to move. A surprise would be Finn Balor. And that would be amazing. His second shot in the main roster. Him just coming to take over things. And in a dream world, you put Adam Cole, you put Finn Balor, you put AJ Styles together, and you got a new club there. I think that would be hilarious. I think that would be amazing. Anyway, guys, this is a pretty hefty episode. It was two nights. What can I say? Anyway... Uh, my next episode, I will be doing the WrestleMania Night 1 predictions. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys next time.